videos really capture it, but just like me coming into the rabbi's office and being like, so I see this book on your shelf, like can I can I touch it as I'm already like just pulling books off of the shelf and being like, what does this book say about this? Just like off the wall questions that I have. And I'm trying to get the period, like I cannot get anything work done. Because Kristen trying to get to ask questions. So let me just talk about this in the car on the way home. Trending Jewish. I am Rachel Burgess here with my co-host Brian Schwartzman. Shalom, Rachel. Shalom, Brian. <laughs> you know you can't you can't make shalom sound really mischievous. No, the the the, the, the gruff Israeli colonel maybe could like shalom. You know, I don't know. <laughs> no, like even that just sounded so pleasant. All right, maybe it's uh, maybe the word is just inherently peaceful. Um, it feels like a hectic day though. Has, has it felt like a hectic day for you yet? It has been. Um, there's there's a lot going on. You know, school starting and um, just a lot of buzzing around. But I have to say that I'm actually very very excited to talk to our next guest. Brian and I were talking about our guests who we're going to be, Brian will introduce in just a minute. We've been watching them like on, on YouTube. They have a YouTube channel for a long time and we feel like we know them so well yet we haven't met them in person and um they they have no clue who we are which is which is fine that's going to change today so i feel like i'm fangirl all our secrets will come out yes (laughs) so brian why don't you why don't you introduce our guests well, I'm, I'm, I am also really excited to have the hosts, the creators, the stars of the YouTube series Carpooling with Rabbi. You can find it uh, on, on YouTube on uh, Rabbi360.com. And the hosts are Rabbi Seth Goldstein and Kirsten. Uh, Rabbi Seth Goldstein is is a graduate of um, the Reconstructionist Rabbinical College, where we're broadcasting from. He serves as the rabbi at Temple Beth Tefillah in uh, in in Olympia, Washington. Um, he is the president of the Reconstructionist Rabbinical Association. He's got a hefty social media presence and uh, a lot of other involvements. Uh, he's he's a fellow of Rabbis Without Borders, and uh, and and does many other things and um and and we have um with him his his partner in uh in 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 social media stardom kirsten who was formerly the um community engagement staff person at uh, temple beth tefillah uh, an an artist um of, you know, and 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 someone who, you know, we're we're not going to give a whole a whole lot of big um, introduction for, but but we'll learn uh, more more about her as as the show progresses. So, welcome, Rabbi Seth and Kirsten. We 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 feel like we know you, but we're 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 so pleased to meet you. <laughs> Thank you. It's great to be here. Good to be here. Thanks. Um, and I think also um, to get an idea of what this YouTube series is about, carpooling with Rabbi. Um, basically, Kirsten and Rabbi Seth are are riding in a car, riding to work, riding home from work, and they are just having. You guys are just having these fabulous conversations about everything from life, death, smoothies, like every. You have all of these very interesting conversations. So how did you, I mean, 
this seems to be a bit of a thing now where people are doing uh, like carpool karaoke. What made you decide, hey, I'm, we're having all these conversations in the car. Why don't we just record these and make these into a YouTube video? Well, I have to say that unlike all those other video series, we are actually carpooling. So it's completely <laughs> legit. Oh, you're actually going, you're actually <laughs> going not, to work. not staged. We were actually carpooling, so we were, um, so Kristen had moved into a, a home that was sort of near my son's school, like right around the corner from my son's school, and I was dropping him off every day, and I knew she was busting it into work, so I just said, look, I'm driving right past your house every day, why don't I just give you a lift? And so we had been carpooling for a bit before we started to do the series. And it was sort of a confluence because we were having these great conversations already at work, uh, in the office, just at various times on various things as things would come up or questions and we would have these pretty, um, yeah, deep and intense spiritual conversations and, uh, we, then we would have them in the car and then we started to film them. I kind of showed up one day with. <laughs> I think I kind of surprised Kirsten though. Yeah, I uh, opened the door and I went to sit down and I was like, oh my goodness, there's a camera that was like facing towards us. Like I can see myself <laughs> in the windshield. And I just looked at uh, Rabbi Seth and I was like, oh my God, what is happening? <laughs> um, there's actually, I think there's a promo that has the legit footage from that like first, um, the first ride where I sort of freak out and that's real that's totally real he uh, sort of just sprung it on me but um no like, yeah, warning no you might want to dress like, up oh that God, day perfect so you so you perfect. had no conversation about doing a YouTube video before that day this was just surprise yeah it was <laughs> it really was a surprise but I mean that goes to show you how like I don't know um the willingness to try new things and um, we're both in this place of like, wow, you know, these conversations uh, we feel are really, you know, exciting and I want to share them um, with a larger community and this was just like sort of the perfect, seemed like the perfect opportunity to do this and plus um, we have a really great time together so I I think it was, yeah, just a, a perfect, uh, a perfect storm there. Well, it also says a lot about your trust for each other where you're, you know, here it is, this idea of, you know, let's let's video, let's take videos of all of these deep conversations and you think, okay, I, I, I trust this Seth guy. He seems pretty, he seems pretty legit. I think, um, I think I'll give this a shot. So that says a lot about your trust in each other. Yeah, I, I think that's right. I think we, because we had to develop this trust just by having these open conversations uh, between ourselves and, and then um, just filming. I mean, I, it could have gone really badly when I just showed <laughs> up with, uh, with the camera going. But we but we went with it and we gave it a shot and we just went through one uh, the first time. And when we pulled up at work, we're like, yeah, this actually could be a thing. And I, I took it, uh, Kirsten, I, I sort of inferred from the series that that you don't identify as Jewish, and we're really coming at some of these deep the theological, philosophical discussions from a different 
perspective. Is that is that right, or was it sort of intentionally meant to be a little vague, or did I did I miss yeah, the episode I, where you get into that? That's a good idea for another. Episode. Yeah, follow up. Um, I identify as Jewish. Like, there's a hyphen in there. Um, I um, wasn't like raised Jewish or anything, but I've been um, exploring and practicing Judaism for um, several years prior to coming to TBH. Um, but I am someone, I consider myself a spiritual person who is interested and informed by many different um, faith journeys. And um, working at TBH was an incredible experience like to be able to show up as my like full self and to um, to work with something that I'm really interested in, you know, spirituality, and to be in an environment where I can ask as many questions as I have and not uh, be made to feel, you know, silly um, was really encouraging. And just to, um, yeah, have an experience where I could deepen my understanding of what Judaism is and what it can mean for me and how I can connect to it. Um, and how it functions for other people um, was really rewarding and continues to be rewarding through my friendships with um, Beth and through the series. So I'd like to actually play a clip from, this is episode 21. This is actually one of our favorite episodes called Not Okay. So I want to play a couple minutes of this. So this actually came out in November 2016. So I'm kind of also curious about what your thoughts are almost a year later after you posted this. Thanks for giving me a ride. Yeah, sure. That was what a day. Hey. Yeah. Yikes. That was a day. It was like one thing after another. Yeah. Yeah, that was a little rough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's over now. It is over. Yeah. But we're still thinking about it. What was rough for you about it? Everything. Yeah. Yeah, it was a lot coming at us. Like, if someone were to ask me, like, oh, how was your day? I'd just be like, it's okay. Right. But it wasn't. But it was not okay. <laughs> like, that is an understatement. Not even an understatement. That is just wrong. So, yeah. No, you're right. But so, like, that's, but that's it, right? We have these pleasantries and we, so is it okay to just say it wasn't okay? Because that's what we say, right? Right. Like, how if someone to ask you, like, how was your day? And you're like, well, you know, it was actually kind of hard. I had these difficult whatever. Or... Yeah. And you don't even have to launch into it. You know, you could just say, like, actually, today was really difficult. Yeah. And then the person could be like, do I want to engage in this conversation <laughs> or not? Right. You know? But we always, but we end up just saying, okay, because we don't want to impose or we just want to I mean why do we do that I mean I definitely do it because well I don't want to be burdensome and I think I also don't like how it sounds like I like to be like I am strong and capable and I can handle anything um, I mean it sounds like how it sounds for you to like 
have that little bit of vulnerability. Yeah, to like admit like, actually, maybe I'm not a superhero and <laughs> something got underneath my skin or something was tough or yeah. something like made me sad or whatever. Yeah. But the thing is, I really value that in other people. Mm -hmm. Like I value other people being emotionally vulnerable with me. Sure. And I think that being able to own one's emotions is a real strength. So, but when it comes to like myself, I feel like a little uncomfortable. Right, I understand. Yeah, no, I feel that way too. But it's nice. I mean, it's well, but I think that there's pressure not to at times. And I think it's not to what? Be emotional? Yeah, not to be emotional, not to be that vulnerable, like to, to cover up or to just to put on a face, mm -hmm. even if there is stuff going on. And I mean, what would it be like if we sort of lowered that? bar a little bit and just made it okay or like socially acceptable to be in that state of vulnerability with each other okay to not be okay yeah yeah i don't know i was gonna say like if your doctor comes in and you're like oh how are you to your doctor and they're like having a hard day like would that be inappropriate i don't know uh <laughs> it's like yeah i just lost another one <laughs> But the, I'm really thinking about a career change. Right? I don't think I'm so good at this anymore. <laughs> I should have skipped those credits in med school. First of all, one of the things that I'm very fascinated about is even though you started this episode out with having a bad day, how calm you are as a driver, Seth. I just... <laughs> I mean, in all of these, in all of these episodes, I mean, you are just such a nice driver. I mean, I don't know if I've been tainted from living on the East Coast for the past 10 years. Episode 42, the accident never aired, right? <laughs> yeah, we cut that one out. We cut that one out. <laughs> if, if you pay close attention, there are certain times that I'm driving and I actually take my hands off the wheel because I'm, I'm talking. Gesturing. Gesturing, yeah. Uh, and I sometimes when I park, I don't put it in park right away. And, <laughs> I mean, did you did you guys just just block this out? Was it like wrestling and all pre-planned or did you just kind of both have a, a bit of a challenging day and it just all happened organically? I think it happened organically. That one was definitely after a, a bad day, if I'm remembering correctly. It wasn't it wasn't just a, it was one of those days where just everything is sort of hitting at once. We just had a lot coming through the office and, you know, no time to breathe and no time to check in and people coming to me and to Kristen. And it was just one of those days where it's like, and then it's over and it's like, whoa, like what, what just happened? So that was, that was coming off of it. Pretty much all the episodes are somewhat organic. It would, I mean, they've come from a variety of different sources. Sometimes I would have a topic I wanted to talk about. Sometimes Kristen would have a topic she wanted to talk about. Uh, Sometimes we told each other the topic, other times we didn't, and we just sort of sprung it on each other. And sometimes we got in the car without any plan and something just developed. Um, I mean, I think it turned out actually the ones where we overthought it were actually terrible. And we didn't even air those because they were just, uh, we, were, we weren't able to have a genuine conversation. We were just trying to... Uh, Decide a script almost, so it, so those didn't work. So yeah, we all the conversations were were pretty much organic. Some based on what happened that day, other things that were just on our minds, uh, and that we just went we just went with whatever came to us at the time. 
So what was your goal in sharing these conversations? I mean, you are you're having these fascinating conversations that we can all relate to. Obviously, you both knew that this was this was happening. It wasn't like this was a big, you know, there was a secret camera or anything. But what was the goal of sharing your private, deep conversations with the rest of the world? I think that our, our impulse, our goal is that um, these conversations aren't exclusive to us. And I think that we, we're having them in that moment in the car, but I think it's a lot of what uh, people are thinking about. And I think that, um, so we wanted, so I think our intention was that people are riding along and engaged in the conversation because it's something it's a conversation that they're having so this is maybe our iteration of it but but it's not something that's not outside the norm of what people are thinking about from a spiritual basis and I, I think that one of the things that we were trying to capture or think about that we thought about and talked about in that conversation uh, in another episode about grief is that we try to think expansively about what the spiritual response to these things are and sometimes feeling against the norm as it were that's sort of the whole point of this not okay episode which was you know, you're supposed to be okay you're supposed to present as okay and things are supposed to be okay even when they're not but what if it's okay to not be okay and how different that is but how yet how much of a genuine spiritual response that is and so we were hoping to just put topics out there for us to converse about, but then for others, one, to reflect conversations that I think people are having, but also maybe to spark conversations in other people. I was going to say, I also feel like I think these conversations are relatable, and I really had this desire that other people would be engaging with these topics on a larger scale because I realized, like, wow, this has been so beneficial for me to discuss these things. Um, and in particular with Not Okay, I felt like I really wanted there to be an affirming voice out there in the universe that says, hey, you know, things are hard sometimes and it's, it really truly is okay to not be 100% all the time and to admit that. And um, so I think part of sharing them came from a desire of wanting to be more honest and um, honest in general and, and feel like there were more voices, public voices, loud voices that were um, encouraging this honesty and this vulnerability um, and affirming that however you're feeling and whatever you're thinking and whatever you're, um, you're questioning is totally valid. I feel like whether it's whatever format, whether it's in video like you're doing or on audio, there's just been a proliferation of, of people essentially listening to other people's conversations in, in a mass mass format or um, mass platform. Like, what what is it about that, do you think, that's so fulfilling on some level? Are we just natural eavesdroppers? Are we, many of us, <laughs> not not having these real conversations and, and getting it vicariously? Why, why is it just so fascinating on a podcast or, or just to really hear two people engage with each other? 
Well, first of all, thanks for saying it's fascinating <laughs> to listen to us. That's sweet of you. I don't know. I guess I can only, like, speak for myself and that. Um, I, well, like, when I listen to, um, so part of what happened before Seth and I started this um, series, I was listening to a lot of um, spiritual, um, like, discussions online already. Um, and for me, that was, like, I was searching for something that... Um, wasn't necessarily like available in in my local space or I hadn't yet found it in my local space so I think part of it is um, just a desire to um, find really specific community you know um, the internet is great for that you can literally find anybody talking about anything um, and so that desire of like I have this like really particular urge to find out about this and chances are you're going to be able to find someone who is talking at length, like 30 minutes on YouTube about this particular thing. Um, and I find that there's, yeah, great comfort in that. Like sometimes I just go on YouTube and I have my favorite channels that I listen to and I put it on and I fall asleep. And like, I think that's totally valid. I probably won't let them know that I'm listening to them to fall asleep to. Because um, that actually sounds a little bit creepy. Um, nobody's falling asleep to carpool. Exactly. I wouldn't want to know that. Don't tell me that. Um, but... Uh, well, yeah, we just said that we were eavesdropping in on your conversations in the in the car, so I'm sure we're all being pretty creepy ourselves. But I think falling asleep to a chat isn't too to a YouTube <laughs> video isn't too bad. I think people want to engage in conversation in general. That people don't want to hear lectures or uh, be passive, and I think that it's a way of, of doing it. Even the conversation we're having now is really engaging, and and um, we're not sitting here talking about what we do. We're 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 all talking about what we do and going back and forth, and I think it's a it's a way that we have to to engage in in uh, in a way in this way that we can be part of larger conversations and hear other people's conversations and extend them in our own lives, and it's all part of the larger whole. Well, you're each coming from very different perspectives, um, with you know obviously a rabbi on the one hand, somebody exploring Judaism on the other. I'm curious how having these conversations and putting them out there, how, you know, what kind of impact it's had on, on each of you? Has it, you know, has it changed you at all? Yeah, I mean, I was very conscious, at least me, when I, when I was going into it, that I wasn't interested in doing uh, a series that was Judaism says this about this. Right, that it wasn't an exclusively uh, Jewish podcast, or here's the Jewish view on grief, or here's the Jewish view on um, dreams, you know, in another episode you did. I, I was very interested in just having a, spirit, a conversation about spiritual issues. And yes, I'm a rabbi, I come from the Jewish framework, and that's my... Um, that's my foundation, but yet I'm interested in the exploration, which is why I, I found these conversations very powerful because Kirsten was able to uh, challenge me, to question me, to offer different perspectives and different ways of seeing things that we that then became part of the engagement. It wasn't a debate. It wasn't a. It wasn't me. Um, Rabbi explaining to Kirsten about aspects of Judaism. It was it was a genuine conversation where we went to 
able to exchange ideas. And that's something that has, uh, that I've really taken to heart and taken with me, that ability to receive, that ability to uh, think differently and to think more expansively about how I approach issues of spirituality. And to know that, uh, that Judaism is part of the conversation, but then how could we have this larger conversation about these, these, uh, issues around spirituality. So that, for me, has been very personally enriching. Kirsten? <laughs> <laughs> you really nailed it. Um, yeah, I feel like... What am I trying to say here? I came in... What are you trying to say here? <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm aware of, like, I said earlier, like, working at TVH, I was never made to feel silly or stupid for asking, you know, a question about something I didn't know. And as someone who identifies as Jewish, but not necessarily Jewish, um, there really was no separation. Like, I didn't feel like I wasn't included. But um, I am aware, like, through having these conversations in the car, of, like, like wanting to know more about Judaism and how it, like, fits in with my, um, my beliefs and how... Like I lo- some of the episodes I love the most are the ones where I'm like expressing frustration. I'm like, I don't understand forgiveness, <laughs> you know, or like, Singapore is not the best holiday. Like, yes, it is. <laughs> I need to go back and watch the episode again. <laughs> and to have that, like, me bring my baggage or me bring my questions and to have Seth there and being like, well, this is another perspective. And that willingness for me to be open and to share my vulnerability um, you know my struggles and to have him be open and say well here's you know here is like this framework or here's how you can be viewed through this one you know that's just um, vulnerability and um, willingness to share I think has been the most important thing for me and that's really what I'm I hope um, people take away from this it as just the ability to um, the ability to yeah share things that are maybe um, seemingly like really private you know like spirituality isn't necessarily something that everybody talks about but it's one of my favorite things to talk about and um, and that it's like totally great to to discuss these things and that I can be totally silly and I these, um, I don't know if the videos really capture it, but just like me coming into um, the rabbi's office and being like, so I see this book on your shelf, like can I can I touch it as I'm already like just pulling books off of the shelf and being like, what does this book say about this? You know, or like, can you tell me about like angels? Can you tell me about like what divinatory devices are used in Judaism? You know, any of these things, just like off the off the wall questions that I have. And that's why we did the series. It's like, I cannot get anything worked out. <laughs> Because Kristen keeps trying to get her to ask me questions, so let me just talk about this in the car on the way home. You're gonna rain it in. <laughs> but she's yeah. been very. But um, honestly, though, the probably the biggest takeaway from doing this project and from working here is um, the the friendship that I've developed with Beth and this um, the collaboration, the creative collaborations that have come out of it and are continuing to come out of it. So for that, I'm very grateful. You had this. Uh you talked about an episode where, where, or times when you were frustrated. There was this episode, Spies, where you were discussing the the story of spies. I think from I think from the Book of Numbers and how how the Israelites or this 
wandering generation ultimately doesn't doesn't get into the promised land for for whatever failings they have and you just express this this real moral outrage that i you know uh, in a story i'd never really never really dug that deeply into and 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 at first uh rabbi seth is 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 defensive and then you you almost concede some points and it was it was a really you know fascinating give and take about a a story that's that's thousands of years old i i'm i I don't um I, i don't know that 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 seems to be um it just doesn't seem like the conversation you, you know I you you think of having with your with your rabbi. You think of your of your rabbi as this authority figure, but that that was a very different uh, conversation. I don't... Oh no! <laughs> yeah, wait a minute. <laughs> you know everything was fine, Brian, until you until uh, you brought that up, and now. <laughs> oh no! A, a friendship ruined. <laughs> Well, we could just say now that, that Kirsten was completely wrong in everything she said. Whoa, whoa, um, whoa, whoa. <laughs> no, I think he's been very great at, like, handling. You know, to be able to be in that space of, like, I'm coming at it with, like, oh, my God, I'm having this, like, really strong emotional reaction. And, like, Rabbi Sos says to the um, to the B'nai Mitzvah kids, like, when they're studying and they're going to do their tour portion, like, it's good to be, like to get frustrated about it, to have this intense emotional reaction, because that means you're engaging with the text, and that's exciting, you know? That's really exciting, and that's where the learning is happening, and so I feel like I've been engaging with the Torah in amazing ways, so feeling good about that, and thanks thanks for hanging with me through that. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's been great for me, too. I, I love the back and forth and the engagement to sort of see what rises up for you, and to say, well, maybe look at it this way on the one hand, but also like, yeah, that's a really interesting way of of looking at it. And I hope that I've also like altered some of your Yeah, yeah. You know, no, that's what I mean. Yeah. That your your challenges and sometimes frustration with the text I think is great. And it's a it's a place of, of learning and growth. So one of um I'm we're running out of time, which is I'm not I'm very sad about actually because it's it's so it's so wonderful to finally get a chance to meet you after spending so many months listening to your conversations <laughs> uh, from all the way out here in Philadelphia. Um, and one of the things that saddens me terribly, besides not being able to ask you more questions, is uh, or too much longer is, you know, Kirsten, you're not there anymore. The show's, the series is on, I, I don't know if it's on hiatus. I want to say it's on hiatus to give me hope. Um, but it, say but that. I'll, I'll say that to make me feel better. But, um, but the show is, um, is not, you're not recording new episodes now because you're, you're not there anymore. The movie version, the two hour drive with Rabbi, can, can we expect that? <laughs> the road trip, road right. tripping with Rabbi. <laughs> so, um, so tell us, like, why, like, you're on like this great new adventure, and I'm very excited for you. And I was wondering if you uh, wouldn't mind telling us, like, you know, why, you know, what your what your new adventures are, and why you're not um, giving me more conversations to overhear. <laughs> Well, um, so part of it is that I, I'm no longer working at CBH, um, but we also 
we sort of recorded these 36 episodes um, as a little mini-series. I don't think we ever thought it would go on forever. Yeah, I think it was, uh, there was there was some shifts in, in that as well, I mean, in terms of Kristen uh, leaving her position. But I think that it also felt to us that that provided a sort of interesting um, framework for the series. And I think that even the last episode was a, another reflection. It wasn't just like, here it's over. But um, yeah, I think I think we were, we did have this notion that it was sort of this closed set, as it were, and ended on 36, double high, and it and broke it up into series. And I think that that's, um, I, I mean, I don't know, but it was, <laughs> I mean, it's not the end as, as Kirsten mentioned, it's not the end of our collaboration and we've uh we're sort of talking about different ways of collaborating and on a very on different projects. And so it's uh maybe this one carpooling is uh is over, but well it's uh, you know, it's on the internet. Things never die on the internet, so it'll be there forever. And hopefully that uh people will continue to discover it and engage with it and work we're still engaged with it. We're not closed the door on it completely. So um, we we hope that it continues to have life in that way. Yeah, I wouldn't mind a reboot, like, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> we can see it. So that's what I say. I say hiatus, but I'll just say not, I won't give a lifespan on it. But we, I mean, we collaborated on this Tarot and Omer project this past year also. That was... On an, Instagram. On Instagram, yeah, an extension of... And that sort of, it was an extension of the carpooling because it was based, it was another way of embodying this conversation across traditions where we, um, we essentially took the, the tradition of counting the Omer between Passover and Shavuot and the Kabbalistic approach to that in assigning the different spirits or divine qualities to each week and each day. And then adding to that Kirsten's practice of tarot and drawing a card for each day of the Omer. And then we would collaborate on a write-up uh, of each day, looking at what the uh, tradition brings to that day and what Kirsten's card draw brought to that day and having that conversation across tradition. So that's on that's still on Instagram, and we hope to do that again next uh, next Omer period. And so we're, we're just talking about ways of continuing that conversation. We're not in the car together, but um, uh, Skyping with Rabbi or just figure something else out. <laughs> or a, a Rabbi talking to himself. Yeah, I could just talk in the car by myself. <laughs> and also, like, I'm, I'm, you know, I see the way you're having these conversations carpooling. I carpooled with Brian once actually going up to New York City and I was driving I was driving us through Manhattan and here you are just having these lovely conversations and, and it's all friendly and I was I think interrupting the middle of our conversations going why did you cut me off? <laughs> like, <laughs> it's the difference between driving in New York and driving in Olympia. <laughs> my road rage I remember that one episode where we got stuck in construction and the construction Flagger came over to the window. So he was in corporate. He made a cameo. I think yeah. I was also folding papers, and, and it was preventing me from eating my breakfast, and Rachel got to see me at my most hangry. So something about... <laughs> oh, that's definitely seen me at my most hangry. That's for sure. <laughs> well, well, this was a lot of fun. I hope you do reunite, and we get to, we get to do this again. 
Absolutely. Yes. This has been this has been absolutely exciting. I've been fangirling because again we've been we've been watching these episodes and um, to finally get to we felt like we knew everything about the two of you and and you hadn't met us yet. So. <laughs> and listeners can still see all of the all thirty six episodes on uh, Rabbi three sixty dot com, and the hosts are Rabbi Seth Goldstein and Kirsten. You can also see more at our website website, which is trendingjewish.fireside.fm. So I am Rachel Burgess here with Ryan Schwartzman. And you've been listening to Trending Jewish. Trending Jewish.